0: When you really strip away everything, everything that you know and love from the equation and you're left alone, that's when truth comes out. You know, that's when you can really uncover what this life is for you. Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope that you all had a nice holiday weekend, whether you were traveling or not. I think a lot of us were at home this year and that's okay. I don't know if you noticed, but that was my voice that you just heard in the snippet up front because we are turning the mic on me today. Actually, we're doing something that we've only done once on this show, but you guys seemed to like it last time. So we're doing it again. We are sharing an interview that I did for another podcast. And this one happens to be from True to the Trail, which is the Oboes podcast. And Oboes is a company that I've been working closely with this year. And we recorded this conversation back in August, I think. And I'm going to play it here for you today because Jump has been growing in listenership over COVID. I know that We have a lot of relatively new listeners out there. So shout out to you guys, especially those of you who've reached out and let me know that you're enjoying the show. I love hearing that. Thank you so much for that. And welcome to you. Um, So we're sharing this episode today as a, no matter how long you've been listening, it's a get to know your host better episode. (laughs) And this conversation with Rich from Obo's is really, well, let's just say, he isn't afraid to ask deep questions and I'm not afraid to answer them. So I love this conversation because I feel like I get to share so many things that are important to me throughout the course of this one conversation. So it was really fun for me to record originally, and I'm grateful to Obo's for giving me permission to share it with you guys today. Um, it's also super relevant because we talk about some things that I'm actually going to touch on right now in the form of an announcement. Yes, I have an announcement for you. Some of you guys know how I like to choose a word for the year, every year, uh, or even a word for the season, which I did for COVID, and I, I think I shared a bit of that with you in an earlier podcast. And choosing a word has been, it's proven to be a very helpful tool in guiding me towards my personal goals. The word acts like a beacon, right? We choose it to lead us in a direction that we want to go. So my announcement is that I'm hosting a free Word for 2021 workshop on December 16th. 2021 is going to be a big year, and I am going into it with an intention. I have already chosen my word. I want to encourage you to go into it with an intention as well. So that's what I'm gonna do by hosting this workshop. Um, I'm gonna share with you in the workshop what my word is, as well as my experience with choosing words in the past and how it has helped me, and strategies for how to choose a word to make it work for you, okay? So we're gonna get together on Zoom, to do this. It's free. You should come. Come hang out with me. It's the first time I'm hosting a free workshop like this, so you might want to just be there to witness that. Uh, Plus, we're going to have a fun little giveaway. And here's the kicker. I have another big announcement for 2021, and I'm going to reveal it live in this workshop. (laughs) So yes, even more reason to come hang out with me Let's just say there will be bonuses available to those of you who come to the live workshop and those of you who watch the replay. Wink, wink. But you do need to be registered for the workshop even to watch the replay if you can't make it live. So you can register at, are you ready? Travelingjackie.com slash workshops. Not that hard, right? Travelingjackie.com slash workshops. And you can also find the link for that at jumppodcast.com in case you can't remember new things. Totally see you on that. But travelingjackie.com slash workshops is where you register for this free word for 2021 workshop that I am hosting with you guys. So, um, and yeah, make sure you don't miss out on my big announcement, which I'm so excited for. And also I'm just excited to host this workshop and get to meet some of you. I want to see your faces. Okay. So. Come hang out with me. We're all ready to kick 2020 to the curb. Let's do it together with an intention for 2021. So yeah, free workshop, travelingjackie.com/slash workshops. Register early, bring your friends. I'll see you there. Okay, before we get into this juicy conversation with Rich from Obo's, I am going to take a moment to introduce a new and quite unique sponsor that we have for our show. And we love our sponsors, you guys. Um, Many of you who follow me on Instagram saw my story from the Dude Ranch that I visited recently. Yeah, the Dude Ranch. Super, super cool experience. This was right here in Montana. But our new sponsor, the Dude Ranchers Association, represents Dude Ranches that are all over the West. And if you're wondering exactly what a Dude Ranch is, don't worry. You are not alone. Allow me to clarify. Dude Ranches are the original Western vacation. Back in the late 19th century, ranches allowed visitors to escape the crowds of their suburban lives to experience the unique rejuvenation of spirit that ranches had become known for. Ranches quickly became a home away from home as returning guests became lifelong friends with the staff and guests. It's a quality that still exists today as Dude Ranch vacations continue to provide that special brand of Western hospitality that nourishes body and soul. So put all inclusive on top of that and you will see, like I recently did, that you are in for a treat. So I'm excited to introduce the Dude Ranchers Association as a travel idea for you guys. Jackie tested, Jackie approved. (laughs) Check out duderanch.org to see what adventures await you there and we also of course love obos footwear not just for providing us with a pretty sweet conversation for today's show but for sponsoring our show as well and here's a super fun fact for you all of the voices that you'll hear in the obos ads on this show are real people who wear obos and of Stepped up just to help share the love because they love their shoes. Um, some of them even came through a call that I put out on Instagram looking for help doing this. We're having a lot of fun with that. And here's a bonus that even they did not know <laughs> before recording is that Oboes is coming through big time by surprising each of them with a pair of shoes. So we can majorly thank Oboes for supporting our show and literally supporting our listeners. Uh, we love brands who walk the walk, and Oboes is certainly one of those brands. So check out oboesfootwear.com and get yourself a pair of Bozeman's if you don't know where to start. They are my favorite Oboes, not that I'm in the least bit biased. (laughs) Okay, well, let's go ahead and start this lovely conversation. Again, you're going to hear the entire audio file of this episode as if you were listening straight to True to the Trail podcast. So you're going to hear their intro music and you're going to hear Rich talking a little bit before um, before we get into it, and he gives me quite an introduction, which is which is really nice of him. So um, here we go. Let's go ahead and get that rolling, and I will see you guys on the flip side.
1: All right, I'm really pleased today to be joined by Jackie Nurse of Bozeman, Montana, a person that Oboes has done a lot of work with recently, and a good friend of our community, and certainly of of, of us over at Oboes. And Jackie does a lot of things. She's host of a of a, an awesome podcast that we'll talk about for sure. Awesome blogs. She's a tremendous writer. She has this amazing nomadic traveling past that I think is fascinating that we'll be getting into as well. But I just want to welcome you, Jackie, to the True to the Trail podcast, and thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you so much. That was a that was a pretty fun introduction. I I liked listening to that. I appreciate that. Thanks.
1: <laughs> We're gonna have a little bit of fun here if we can for sure. Um, yeah. So, Jackie. Um, you know, I don't want to jump right into the fact that you're uh this awesomely experienced traveler and you have all of this inspirational stuff. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later, but I just, you know, wanna know what are you doing? You do, you know, you're you're in Bozeman, you're you're not traveling the world Mm -hmm. um like you usually do. What's COVID been doing for you?
0: Oh man. I mean do we have to talk about the tears or can we talk about
1: <laughs> yeah so many tears. no
0: it's been it's been rough i mean when your whole world when your entire existence has a foundation built in travel it makes for a shaky time for sure um but i think you know the the most important i think um angle perspective pivot uh to take right now is to focus on what we can do, right instead of what we can't. And so that's been my mo for the past five months is all right, what what can I do with this time? And um, it's only been five months since I've been out of the country. It's been five months since COVID hit, but
1: yeah.
0: um, it feels like an eternity. But in that time, I've sort of redirected my efforts um, through having to postpone a couple of trips. Um, I've redirected my efforts to working on some back end things, you know, a, a website redesign and getting one of my programs online, which is what I've been wanting to do for years. And COVID sort of served it up on a silver platter and even trained everybody on Zoom for me. And so I was able to put one of my programs online and lead a, lead a retreat virtually, which was super interesting and fabulous. Um, and that's kind of what kicked off this whole time for me. And um, and I've just, you know, been uh, at home a lot. I've spent, I think, one, two nights out of the state since March. I just went to Wyoming for the first time, just four oh, hours down to Wyoming. Jackson, all the way down to Wyoming, I know. And uh, yeah, really been... But you know what? I've come to a place now, I mentioned the tears there were a lot in the beginning. It was hard, um, but I've I've kind of gotten to a place where I have more laughter than tears. <laughs> so I feel like that's success. Like that's it's progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I feel like I'm setting myself up for success for 2021, and that feels really good. And so I've kind of just you know taken it in stride once I. Kind of understood the the depth of what this was going to affect my life and my business and um, the the worst part for me yes it's business of course that's that's hard but it's it's also my lifestyle and so that it the hardest part for me is that I feel like I'm losing such a big part of myself right now and that's the worst in all of this um, luckily I absolutely adore where I live and so. I feel very fortunate to be, quote unquote, stuck in Montana um, of all places. Of all places, I'm so grateful to be here right now. And I've set myself up in the last few years to be here because I was nomadic right before I decided to come back. And I don't like the R or the S words, the roots and settle, but I've done a couple of those things in that direction to... Um, which actually set myself up really nicely for this season, you know, to be here and not only to accept it, but to embrace it. I want to be here right now. And so I'm really focusing on the mindset, you know, it's been rough, but it's okay. We're getting through it. And 2021 is going to be freaking huge. So, yeah.
1: I, I think it's going to be big for everybody because everybody's got their journals out every five minutes, reminding themselves what they're <laughs> not doing and want to do. Yeah. The, one of the things I thought was fascinating, just reading all of your content, and for those of you that don't know who Jackie is, which is you know, you started out as this budget-minded traveler where you would mm-hmm. talk about more tips and tricks and where to go and how to do it affordably, and then you have these amazing experiences without breaking your wallet. And now you've really morphed this into um, all you know, hosting these retreats, these jump experiences, and we'll talk more about that later. But mm-hmm. one of the things I thought was fascinating in your writing was I've actually done this several. I didn't do it this year, ironically, but several of the past years as you pick your word of the year. And yeah. and so basically, January 1st, you say, word of the year is leap, or the word of the year is, you know, and your word of the year is pivot. Mm. And uh can't imagine a more appropriate word in, in in times of COVID. Um Talk about that and talk about how important pivoting has been.
0: Yeah. Actually, I'm really glad you brought this up the way that you did because... If you don't mind, I will uh, touch on what you just said, how I started out um, with this blog called The Budget-Minded Traveler. And that was the name of my podcast and everything. But you know what happens in life? I started this blog, that blog 7 years ago. I'm not... I mean, maybe fundamentally, yes. But I am a very different person today than I was 7 years ago. Life happens and you change with life, right? You change and you grow as your life Changes and grows with you, and if you um, are able to sort of pivot your efforts to go with you, then you're going to keep finding fulfillment as you pursue what success means to you. And so, at, while I started out as the budget minded traveler, that eventually I I started traveling Jackie because I had a big life change myself, and I wanted to take everything with me. That was a major pivot for me. Um, I changed the name of my podcast to Jump. Uh, the budget-minded traveler is still going strong. It's great, but it's not exactly where I live anymore. And so I've made my business—I've kind of shifted it. I've pivoted it to to pivot with me, to go with me as I grow. And that's been a really uh, important, I guess, strategy. Maybe you could call it um, in my own life and business is to adapt and to continue to grow and to let all of that be okay. And what happened this year actually my word of the year this is interesting so pivot was one that i chose for the season because Open that is season. just yeah for the season of of covid basically because um the the word choosing talk about something we can do it's it's kind of like a it's um it is a tool it is a tool to help Get you to where you want to go, and to put you in a better mindset, right? And so each year when I do that, the word is like something that encompasses my overall goal for the year, what I want to be moving towards, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the past several years, my words have been <laughs> ramp up, uh, design, uh, which is taking steps deliberately instead of by default. Um, oh, I got you. Balance was last year. And this year, my word was actually discernment. (laughs) I love that. It's such a challenge to me because, yeah, it's it's making good choices. Basically, you know, that's what it comes down to is um, being able to judge well. And I feel like I'm at a, a pivotal, if you will, point in my business where it really matters. I'm making bigger decisions. I'm making more. I'm taking more risks. You know, it's it's fun, but I really want to check myself and make sure that. Yes, this is a hell yes for me. And if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I need to be able to compartmentalize, you know, my projects and my mind and keep going strong. And so when COVID hit, I used this choosing a word as a tool to kind of help get myself, my mindset into a healthy place because I was downward spiraling fast. You know, like everything in my world was shut down overnight and um, everything I've built for seven years, you know, all of it. I could see my group trips just kind of going out the window for the year. Like, what was I going to do, right? And so I used the choosing a word uh, as a tool to sort of course correct and help me stay on the right path. And that word in early March, which a lot of people have used now, and it's not because of me, it's because it's a good word, is pivot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's focusing on, okay, this so and i i chose pivot intentionally because um somewhere in that post there's there's another there was another word i came across that was like also changing direction but that's doing it by default it's like bouncing it's like it's not up to you if you pivot though you keep your balance and you change your direction and you remain in control and that was why i chose that word because i want to remain in control of anything that i can you know and then go a different direction. It's not like everything was stomped upon and there's absolutely nothing to do. That's not the case. That would be game over. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and for so many people, what it has been is finding what the new direction is, what that offers, what we can do, and kind of just going around what we thought was going to be, if that makes sense.
1: No, it's interesting. I mean, you think about pivoting in basketball, right? It's a very deliberate exactly. act. It's not like you're victim to something. You're actually Mm -hmm. doing it in in order to accomplish something. That's why I think that is such a powerful world. So if you think about this new direction, you had obviously started with the the blog and the budget minded traveler, and you became this expert on sort of finding these trips on the budget. And then you had your traveling Jackie content, Mm -hmm. and then you jump. Then you literally jump (laughs) to these jump experiences where all of a sudden you're saying you're reaching out to people saying, "Come with me, come travel with me, and let's discover these great." these great things together, and then obviously COVID hits. So you're not doing these hosted treats anymore. But you are doing an online version of these jump experiences, you call them. And then now they're called these adventure in place retreats, I think is what you uh, what you refer to them. So talk about how that's been in, in learning. All of a sudden you have, you no longer have so six spots you can fill in a trip. Mm-hmm. Maybe or you have mm-hmm. nearly an infinite amount of education you can do online.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that. So I created... My jump experiences, these adventures, my jump adventures are kind of two different things that I have going. There are trips that I lead for anyone. Men and women, we go to Patagonia, we hike, we go to Jordan, we hike. We do big things across the world in kind of difficult places and just have the most epic adventures. It's been so incredible for me to be able to do this and, and meet my people in person. These are usually, 95% of the time, they're listeners of the podcast. These people come to life when they show up, you know, in these far-flung corners of the planet with me. And and then we get to create these relationships and we get to know each other. And it's so freaking rad. Um, But the my ma- my major pivot when Traveling Jackie was born in 2015... Um, That was when I kind of took off and went nomadic for a few years. Um, And I, because of that, I had a time, an opportunity to really get to know myself on my own for three years on the road. And it was the most incredible thing I think anyone could ever do for themselves. It was the most powerful time I've ever spent in my life. Was discovering what I look like when no one else is around, you know, and what do I really stand for and what do I really believe in and where am I gonna go because I want to and what do I wanna do with my business? I mean, when you really strip away everything, everything that you know and love from the equation and you're left alone, that's when truth comes out, you know, that's when you can really uncover what this life is for you. And I did that for myself and I it was so powerful and I, I still do it. I mean, we can never it's never we're never arrived, you know? Like it's never an arrival. It's always a a journey. And um it's so powerful to be able to experience that that I really wanted to kind of in a way replicate if I could to any extent that experience for other people. And so I created these women's retreats. And I wanted to start with women uh, just to kind of keep it intimate at the beginning as I'm figuring this out. Right? Maybe one day we'll invite the guys to the party too. Um, hmm. But for now, it's I know how powerful it is to get a group of women in a room with intention. Whew, it is amazing. It is a magical place. And um, I became this sort of tool I feel like like a, I'm like a facilitator of this magic that happens when these women come together and I with this curriculum that I created that was based on all of these lessons that I was learning as I was traveling the world by myself and I was taking notes you know I I took notes I mean this is me this is my nature I teach I learn and I teach it's like my thing and so if I if I learn something I just I want to share it that's that's so what i'm what i stand for it's that's why i learned travel started teaching travel i learned this this self discovery thing i'm like holy goodness like we need to be on this track because it's it's powerful right and so that's why i created these in person first of all experiences um in pretty cool places there's an adventure element for sure the first couple that i led were in ecuador so we we're riding horses we're doing ropes courses we're hiking on cotopaxi like rad stuff, right? And then when COVID hit, I had a I had a trip in May that was supposed to be to Italy that Ooh. was, of course, um, postponed. We were going to go to the island of Elba, which is not what you think of when you think of Italy. I love getting off the beaten path. I love like finding adventure. We were going to do some scuba stuff, some biking stuff, um, all these cool things on Elba. And that was gone. And um, the cool thing about... This retreat curriculum that I created is that you don 't actually have to be in a place to do half of half of the the experience right? right, and so I found a way to put the rest of it, which was basically these workshops that I give each day we meet like two to three times a day in person it's it 's pretty cool um, the way that it 's been set up and it 's just worked out uh to be in a tight group and coming together each day to just dig you know and Explore these themes and ideas, and um, together, and have space to kind of expand in that. And so, I recreated that online. That is what I did with the virtual thing. And I wasn't sure how it was going to work. I mean, I I built the whole thing, set up sort of like an online course, so it's it's self consumable. And then we meet each day for um, a virtually on Zoom for group discussions you know and i had nine women show up the first round and it was freaking fabulous it was so cool in fact one of the things that they said at the end i thought it was pretty intense it was four days it was pretty intense and they said we wish we had more time for the group oh. like more more discussion more time spent each day i'm like okay like this is pretty neat you know and um i mean i've been keeping up with them that's been five no June, July, August. Has it really only been 3 months since May? Are you kidding me?
1: Oh my goodness. think we did that last year. Yeah.
0: (sighs) But I mean, since then, a a couple of them have like made major... Actually, uh, several of them have made major changes in their lives. And they're all sharing. We have this Instagram group. It's just so cool to watch. And I just feel like, okay, this is part of the story I didn't know I would write for myself that I absolutely need to show up for. Because... I I do feel like an instrument here, you know, and these are my people. This is magic. Like I want to keep this going. And so, um I've actually been working on uh tweaking that to make it even better, and I'm hoping to launch the next one in November, I think is my goal right now. Um, I have so many things that have come up during this COVID season that I'm like, oh yes, I want to do that. Like, yes, we can do this. I can make this happen. And I have all these wonderful visions that I feel like, okay, I just need to to, you know, make it happen now, execute. And um, so I actually have found a lot of excitement and motivation and inspiration to um, I mean, around the things that have worked in this season of being so <laughs> oh. I mean, the sad season, you know. I mean, I just had to postpone Croatia. I have a big yeah. group trip for September, <laughs> but it's so amazing. I mean, these people aren't, they're not canceling. They're not canceling. I had 25 people on that boat. I now have like 15 people on the wait list
1: <laughs> like, awesome. for the
0: same trip. No one's going anywhere. They're all hanging on board. So that's what I mean. Like the people, my community has really shown up. Um right now during this season and they're excited for what's to come and I think everybody's sort of ramping up. I feel like we were all kind of going and then we got stopped. We're all being like drawn back like a tide and then the wave is going to crash and we're all going to be catapulted forward. You know, like I think that's what's going to happen with with 2021 and the great return of travel. At least that's what I hope.
1: No, I'm not saving up my sky miles for sure and get the heck out of here as soon as we can. And I think the world's going to do that. So mm-hmm. it seems to me, if you look back at your journey, and you've got the was it 2015, and you started traveling Jackie content, and you kind of hit the road, and you're pretty pretty upfront in mm-hmm. your podcast and your content on your site about going through a life change and yep. journey and, and really tough times. And most people out there can definitely uh, have gone through their own, and they can they can relate to that for sure. Is it that you? Travel used to always be about the place that you went to, right? It was about seeing the cathedrals and meeting the people, maybe speaking the languages. You're pretty fluent and efficient in five of them. I think you are. But like, mm-hmm. is it is it that you turned that on its head and said, it's actually not about the place I'm going. It's about my my personal journey and sort of the place almost becomes a palette for what I'm doing with my own life. If that makes any sense?
0: Yeah, I, it makes perfect sense to me. I think that, yeah when i first started out i was going to the iconic places you know to see to check those off and it felt good to check them off but i'd be sitting in a city thinking like what am i doing i don't even like cities <laughs> you know like where right. are my running shoes How, i used to try, I, this this boggles my mind but when i used to go for i don't know 2 weeks a month at a time or like even longer I wouldn't bring sometimes I wouldn't even bring running shoes. I don't even understand how that was Jackie. Like who I am now, you know, just I'm I'm a runner. I belong on the trail. I am outside all the time. I would never want to go anywhere, even a city, without my running shoes. Are you kidding me? Like I, I just I don't even understand that. And so now, you know, then I had this, had this switch flip thing that happened that just I thought, why Why am I seeking out different things when I travel? I'm still the same person. What do I want to be doing? And that is when I brought adventure travel more into, I mean, front and center for me. And that was the same year, 2015, that I really... Uh, well, that I left uh, my partner here. We actually got a divorce. I mean, that's not just like leaving a partner. That's kind of a big deal. And uh, going out on my own and really making it about my, me as a person, what, what I, how I was going to experience myself and the world through travel. It kind of is, I mean, you go on a trip thinking you're going to explore or experience a place, and really you experience yourself, especially if you go by yourself. Um, solo travel is a mirror. <laughs> everything you do, everything you see re- reflects back to you, especially if there's nobody else there to, uh, have a conversation with, or to ask their opinion of, you know, it's it's it really becomes how you navigate through this world, and it it be, it it's like it completes the picture of actually what you think of the world and where you stand in it, and what your role is, and how you can um, interact with other cultures and places, and make those places and cultures and people part of your own story. I think that in the end is really what has the power to bring us all together and breed tolerance and all of these things is because you make their story your story.
1: No, I love that. Uh, I love that language of making making it your story. I, it was interesting talking to, you know, Robin Hill who you, you did the photo shoot with, mm. with Oboes, and we're talking to him a couple weeks ago on the podcast and he talked about, you know, changing the language with the kids at BYEP about you know, changing their story and rewriting their story and their story is not written for them. It's their Mm -hmm. story to write. And it's, it's really powerful. You also, you, the other thing I thought was really cool in sort of language, you, you, you use language very carefully, which I, I just really appreciate, not just because I'm a marketing guy, but you know, I just think it's, it's, it's the kind of the right thing to do. And you talk about this notion of building your own net, right? And I love that language. You know, to me, it speaks to empowerment and being an active part in your own growth and, what does that mean to you?
0: You know, it's the same thing that Robin said about the kids. We as adults, I mean, that that's true for adults too. We write our own stories. And I think a lot of us often get stuck in a track that's been pre-laid for us because it's what everybody around us or our society expects of us or even if if we don't even clue in we're just kind of defaulting along the tracks you know because that's the way everybody goes um but i think a person truly comes alive when they have the power to step outside the track and say wait a sec i didn't lay this track where do i get to lay my track you know like where does this path lead me and that's where i believe is sort of taking that leap where um you can kind of Go into the unknown, and it should be like that every single person's life should look like that because it's your life. it wasn't premeditated by anybody else. you know this, and it wasn't certainly no tracks have been laid for you um I mean you are choosing to follow pre laid tracks if that is what you're doing. You can also choose to take a leap and define your own um. And I I really came onto the leap thing because it was it was following me everywhere this idea of leap. I kept seeing this in 2015, 16 when I was had just left. I kept seeing this leap and the net will appear and I just I I felt deceived. Like that's not right. That's so wrong. Where the hell is this net supposed you know where is it? I'm out here on my own. It's freaking hard, right? And there's no net. I'm just falling and falling and falling and crying. And like, it was hard, right? And finally, I realized the net doesn't freaking appear like everybody says. You've got to build that. If you want to land on your feet, you've got to do it yourself, especially if you're out there by yourself and no one is around. That is another reason that solo travel is so powerful because you learn to pick yourself up. You know, And you learn to walk with yourself and hold yourself and all the things that maybe you've been depending on someone else or anything else to do for you. Suddenly, it's up to you. And that is what I experienced was, whoa, okay, if I really want to make it through this, it's up to me. There's no one here for me to trust except for me, which is where I realized I didn't quite trust myself to do it. And so I had to put in the work to do that. And um, I built... My net, so to say, so to speak, Um, through those experiences that those experiences are exactly what I have curriculumified and put into my Mm -hmm. my women's retreat. We build a net. It's part of what we do. You actually walk away with. I mean, it's not like a it's like on a piece of paper, but still, like you actually build we go through all these things to, d- to identify what our individual nets look like what are those tools what are those things that are going to hold you up you know and i just i i caution anybody who believes that anything is going to appear for them um unless they're the ones out manifesting that you know making it happen um because i i just don't think that that's how it happens I mean, maybe unless you're super privileged. I don't know. But for me, it wasn't the case. You know, it was okay, I made this decision. I am the one falling flat on my face. I need to pick myself up. And I have and it, the power to change my path if I don't like where it's going. And that's okay anytime. That's where the pivot comes in. You know? It's it's well, empowering. I like that
1: because usually yeah. it's about people talk about the courage to leap, right? And it's, it's about, you know, getting that bravery and all that stuff. If you turn it to everyone on its head and and talk about the net catching you, Mm. then the leap is not as big a deal, right? So you can leap in all manner of ways across your life because you've built this infrastructure of the net, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting is because I'm always thinking about, you know, the courage to do this, whether it's a ski run or it's a, you know, I'm I'm afraid of heights. So I got to battle with that sometimes or, all of these things, or, or maybe it's a, in a relationship or work or things like that. But the net metaphor is really great because it's it, it sort of takes away the pressure of the leap, if you will.
0: Yeah, it applies to absolutely everything because, I mean, courage is hard enough to summon, right? Um, it is hard. It is hard to decide to do the hard thing and shake things up. Um, but I think what people maybe think consider less is is how they're going to carry themselves through that you know and that's where that comes in that's really where that comes in because i had already taken my leap that was it like i oh man it was so hard and i prepared and i did everything to make it happen and then i was just falling and i just hadn't even put anything into that. And I think it's really important to show up for ourselves in that. We have to. Otherwise, we're just going to keep falling. But once you determine, once you figure out that you can do it and you can land on your feet, you can apply that to absolutely anything in life. You've done something really hard and you know how you react. You know how to, I don't know, calm yourself, pick yourself up, set yourself straight, trust the feet that you are standing on. On your own, no matter what anybody else says, you know, and so it makes changing a job, changing a relationship, um, moving, anything. Uh, It can be big. It can be small. It's just these are the things that get you through. Yeah, it's important.
1: It's 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 about as important thing as you can concentrate on life. You you've been think you've been I was going to say fortunate, but that's not that means that you didn't actually play a role in this, but you've gone to some amazing places in the world, obviously. And that's what travels a big part of your life and it's mm-hmm. your career and all these things. It seems to me just going through all your content and things like this, there's this, and I don't want to ask you like the top five places to go, but, um, you have an affinity for Patagonia yeah. a place that I haven't been yet, which drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, Come with I me. What, is it a, <laughs> but you did this really cool piece with Osprey Packs, the mm-hmm. film that's on your site. And it's, I'm sure it's on their YouTube channel on their site as well. But, mm-hmm. um, and it's really interesting. And what is it about that place?
0: Oh, that place! I just... I'm... Mm. um, I went there first, actually. When I left my house in 2015, when I left for the very last time, uh, the first place I went was Patagonia, and I went because of a conference. Uh, but I was going on an adventure with a group before the conference. And that adventure took place in Torres del Paine, which is that place has my heart. And I arrived there very flat is the word that comes to mind. Just, I mean, I had, this was the beginning. This was the first step of that leap, right? I was like empty, raw. And Patagonia, was as raw and wild as i was and it spoke to me and i felt like suddenly yes i'm going to be okay this is going to work this is what i needed it was the it was the first steps of this brand new path and it brought me home it just embraced me and i think the way that i put it is that i feel like part of who i am Now was born in Patagonia and like a migratory bird, I keep going back there. I just keep going home. I keep checking in, just going back. I just need it. Like in my to the depths of my bones. I need that place in my life. And so it it just it entered with this big presence for me and became like I was saying before, part of my story. And I mean, you could easily argue that it looks so much like like home, like P- Montana, Patagonia. There are a lot of people who go back and forth between the two. I am one of them. And I mean, you could argue that, that it's because of the remoteness and the nature and the beauty and the people and the culture and the steak and the beer. And I mean, all the amazing things that actually... Uh, Create the um, sense sense part of being there, but it's deeper than that for me. I just feel like part of me belongs there, and I'm really grateful for the experiences that i've that I've had there that have helped open myself up to me. and that was the first place that I ran a group trip because because of that same I learn I teach thing, I just wanted to share that. With other people. And so when I started running group trips in 2016, it was to Torres del Paine, to Patagonia, which is that that place for me. It's just... Everyone has their story and their places, right? And that is just one of mine. It's very... I don't know. It's my place. <laughs> it's, it's my place. I will talk to you about Patagonia for days. Uh, if you have any questions about it, come to me. <laughs> I, I just love it. And every year no. I take a group there. It's it's a yearly thing. Except for twenty. Oh, that's
1: awesome. It's great to have those things. It's like it's almost like comfort food, right? You go back to it mm-hmm. when you eat it and mm-hmm. you just say, Okay, life's gonna be all right. Um mm-hmm. and it's 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 very valuable to find those places in the world. A lot of people have not and they, they when they when they do, they've found it. Um I've got a couple in, in Europe from spending time over there that just makes me like when I get back there, I just feel like I'm almost home, even if I haven't been there for seven, eight years or mm-hmm. ten years. Um mm-hmm. you you speak a lot of languages. What do you so this isn't necessarily like a language class, like you know, what app do you use and learn a language? But I'm interested, are I you do? still on that journey of learning new languages or perfect or getting better at your languages? It's a hard thing to do as you get older. And, and I'm not saying you're old. I'm I'm north of you on the solar yep. sort of geological clock, but you know, and then what do you tell people that are Trying it sounds terrifying to me right now—to learn a new language. What do you tell people about about that experience and learning when they're as they're advancing in age?
0: Mm. Well, to answer your first question, I hope I never get off the train of learning languages. It has been the story of my life. It is incredible what language, what learning a language can do. It has incredible potential. When I was eleven, I started learning Spanish. And when I was 18, it was the only thing I wanted to study in college. And so that's what I did. And I studied abroad for a year. And if I hadn't done that, I I don't know. I mean, I, I can't even... I shouldn't even ask that question. That experience completely changed my life because that is what introduced me to this whole side of me that actually... It's not a side. It was the whole of me. <laughs> I think that's what it introduced me to. It was me and my element. Finally, I'm abroad. I'm speaking Spanish. I'm dancing salsa. I'm like with all these people. I'm a minority. I'm like, this is amazing. And I never want this to end. And so I kept doing it. That's what that's what I did. I studied abroad like all through college. <laughs> and by the time I was done, I had studied five languages and I was fluent in three. And or well, besides English. Um, and then but as an adult so this is the cool part i'm not finished no 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 i am not finished in fact i cannot wait to do it again studying abroad is like my favorite thing i've ever done like four times um well i guess that could be rivaled by group trips but as a solo experience because i've always done it alone um no introducing yourself to an entire other culture is i mean it's magic. There's an old proverb, a Czech proverb that says, you live a new life for every language you speak. If mm. you speak only one, you live only once. And wow, yeah, I cool. love this because yeah. it's true and I know it because I've done it. And I feel, so the, the other side of it, the hard side of it is my life is very divided. I mean, here I am in Montana, which is about as far from diversity as you can get. And I have all of these parts of me that are yearning to be in other places with other languages, other cultures. And so it is really hard to live a life divided. However, the rewards that come from unlocking a new world and a new life through language are unmatchable. I mean, really. I have friends I wouldn't have because we wouldn't be able to speak with a language barrier. You know, I mean, what is life without without being able to really connect? with people from another culture. It's so it's really it's like unlocking a code. It really is. Like suddenly you're just in and you can speak with them and you can um go about your day and get by and I mean be part of something that you would never otherwise be part of. And that's available to us. Why wouldn't we pursue that? <laughs> and so that's I'm where I'm coming from on that. I I love it. I am addicted. I'm obsessed with foreign languages right now. My next one that I really 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 I'm like on the tipping point and I need to just tip that thing over is with German. Um, that's I love it. It's, it's, it's a, definitely... I, I studied
1: German in, German in high school and yeah. college. And it is a very challenging language.
0: It is challenging. But I think that's what I like about it. I mean, all the languages I speak so far are romance languages. And I have such... Fun with the ones that are totally different. I dabbled in Croatian last year. I'm like, dude, I could totally do this. And Croatian's really hard, you know, but go there, live there for a little while. I'll totally get it. You know, I mean, with German, I've never actually lived in Germany, but I've been there probably more than any other country maybe. I mean, it's like all roads lead back to Germany for me. It's right in the middle of Europe. You just always end up there, right? Perfectly located. Yeah. And I have a really good friend there who I... Actually, a couple who I keep going back to visit and um, a couple different friends in different places. And I'm also a major fanatic of Oktoberfest, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, So I just always end up there and I need to complete this fluency in German goal. And it's... it's. I mean, I keep thinking about it. It's, on the, it's not even really on a back burner for me. It's there. I think about it often. When can I go and spend a month in Munich and just tip the scale on this German thing? Because I'm so close. And I've done it last year. Not last year. I guess it's 2020 now. So two years ago, I went to France. I mean, I was what, 33? And I went to France for a month and took... Uh, classes at a language school in a little town on the coast. And I became conversational in French within the month. And I had only had one semester of it before that. Years ago, in college. I graduated college a long time ago. So yeah, I mean... But it's a romance language. So anything along that vein for me is Yeah, your Spanish and Italian helped out. Mm -hmm. And Portuguese. Yeah. So all of that's pretty... The worst part is, is separating those. That's the hardest part for the brain. It's like, wait, which, which language does this belong to? Because a lot of them are really similar. Um, which actually might be a good argument for learning a Germanic or Slavic or some other language other than Romance, if you've already got one, um, just because it'll keep it super clear in the brain. And I mean, I don't confuse German with other languages. You it know? does not it's, sound
1: anything like no, it. Yeah. No
0: it's, so no, it's a cool. It's a really it.
1: cool language. Where uh, Chris Rischke, I hope he listens to yeah. this, is German, and uh, his English is like better than mine and yours. But um, <laughs> occasionally, I'll try to throw some words back at him and, and see if I can surprise him. But it's a really cool language, and the people are really neat. And like you said, it's in a great location. I was thankful to study abroad there as well, and um, mm. it was just a really cool time in my life. And and you can get everywhere in like eight hours in the train. I mean, almost mm-hmm. everywhere in Europe, which is awesome. And you go to Switzerland, you can speak them all together too. Some some parts of it. Yes. Depends which which actually, place you go to?
0: <laughs> I actually got to do that on a bike trip last... I guess this was also in 2018. But uh, I was on a bike trip through, through the Swiss Alps. And we were not entirely... We weren't really lost. But we were kind of just stopping to look at the map to make sure we were going the right way. And this guy stopped. And we were in the French-speaking part of Switzerland at mm-hmm. that point. And I went off in French with him. And I was so... I was even surprised with myself. And my friend was like, "Uh, I didn't know you were fluent in French. You know? Because <laughs> it sounded like that to her. I mean, I sure. probably felt pretty rusty. but And then not a little while later, we come into the German-speaking part of Switzerland. And now I get to practice my German. And it's so cool. It is... So freeing, and the people well, they look at you like—I mean, they're impressed if you can speak someone's language to them. Wow, oh, it they is. Love it. Oh yeah, they love it, and they look at you differently, and they will treat you differently. You know, it's just—it's really—it's really a way to get in and and just have a totally hundred percent different experience. And I definitely encourage anybody who's listening who wants to study abroad as an adult. All you have to do—it is so easy. All you have to do. Is go to Google and type in French language schools in France. <laughs> Boom. You get a whole list of opportunity.
1: And or insert language,
0: though. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the way to do it is immersion. I mean, all the programs, all the apps, they're all wonderful because they're all working towards the same goal. Do them all. But ultimately, go. <laughs> because that's the only thing that's actually gonna work.
1: Ultimately you gotta get out there and 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 yeah. survive with it. And it's and it's it's scary at first but people love the the effort and most, mm-hmm. every country i've ever been in at least they always mm-hmm. they always appreciate it and you can get by no problem
0: definitely you'll learn a lot about yourself in the process too
1: so when is this so like you've you talked about your your vast travels recently to wyoming um, <laughs> i'm wondering have you learned anything about local adventures versus global adventures like i mean i think you know we often say you know, living in Bozeman, you're like, I'm just really glad I live here because it's a place people want to come and there's a lot of adventure kind of not necessarily out our door, but really close. Have you learned anything about that? I mean, you do travel around the world looking for these amazing adventures and these running these amazing retreats with these amazing people. What is this? What's it taught you about local adventures and and what that means? I think
0: the the biggest thing that I just can't help but notice as a podcaster as someone who has my own sort of travel community online that I'm in touch with is just seeing how quote unquote insane people are going stuck in their homes like it's really mm-hmm. rough right and it only makes me more grateful that I have been so purposeful about choosing where I live and I think the I think the lesson is for in general here not maybe not just for me but i think people really need to consider what they're making their home life and if you're not spending the days of your life in the place where you want to be then then maybe you have a leap to take there you know because there are so many people who seem to be upset with where they are and i mean yeah there are restrictions imposed upon people like crazy and they can't help that and that is where this argument is almost moot because you know there are things that you know there are curfews there are things going on that people can't help. Yeah. Um but for me it has just affirmed so much um my personal decision to land in Montana and I I'm grateful because for the first time I mean in the past I'd been here sort of because of other people, I followed my brother here. I came for a job, you know, like things happened that kind of landed me here. Even though I've always sort of felt, ever since the first time I got here, that this was—I used to call it my second home. Now it's my—it's my home, home. Um, but because I'm originally from somewhere else, it was my second home for a long time until I made it mine and my own because I knew why I was here. I chose it very, uh, deliberately, you know, and the reason I'm here is maybe different from the reason other people are here. And so I think for each person identifying what it is about their home, city, state, region, um, that they love, why are they there? You know, and what about that can you celebrate even during a time like COVID? And, um, yeah, it's it's the remoteness for me. It's the outdoors. It's the mindset of the people. It has been difficult during COVID because it feels... And I know that a lot of other rural, smaller places feel the exact same way. It feels like we're being exploited because people want to come here during COVID. And it's really tough because our cases are spiking. But that's happening in so many places all over the country. And really, what it comes down to at the end of the day is people are seeking anything that's going to be positive for their mental health, and I think we need to celebrate that with people. As long as we are taking care of our trails and taking care of our locals and respecting the other people's backyards that we're playing in, you know, I mean, with COVID, everything is is different, and people are a lot more on edge. Um, but I I don't think that. That people should stop traveling or exploring even their even their neighbors backyards right now, mm-hmm. I mean like it 's okay, we just have to be careful, we just have to be smart, and I think at the end of the day, we really should know why we are in a place, and hopefully we are making ourselves better because of the choices that we make about where we live, you know because if you can be happy where you are, then you have such a healthier foundation to exist from. And I think a lot of people are seeing that issue right now. And maybe they're realizing that they're not happy where they are. And um, it just, it really does make me so grateful that I have chosen to be in a place that speaks to me. And I know that um, it's not the same for everybody. It can't be. And that's a good thing. We all need to be different, you know, but um,
1: exploring... Well, like its 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 it's it's part of escapism for people, right? I mean, I think it's part of leaving what they have in their life in order to see a different life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's part of the adventure of throwing yourself out there in the world. But when you're not able to do that, you're all of a sudden thinking, okay, I've got to figure out how to do, how to, how to make that happiness where I am now. And mm-hmm. maybe it's temporary. Maybe it's you you know reinvigorate for the rest of your life where you live. It has been a kind of a fun summer in a weird way because it's... A, You know, I wasn't doing X because it was canceled with COVID. So I did a trip locally that I've never Mm -hmm. done. And I tried to to do several trips this year that I'd never done just in in our own backyard. And that sense of local adventure, and maybe it's just sitting outside and chatting with your one friend 10 feet away in your backyard is your adventure for the night. Who cares? It's just kind of getting outside and off the couch.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just goes back to doing what we can right now, you know, and and for a lot of people, that's, introduced a a depth of experience in a place that is otherwise familiar to them and that's pretty cool um the smoke up here has been a little rough lately (laughs) except
1: the smoke the last 10 (laughs) days or whatever yeah
0: i know you know what though i to be quite honest um i know we have an influx of california license plates right now but Mm -hmm. my um my mom lives in California and she just had to evacuate her house because of and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys come like, it's okay. You can come like you're running away. You have a fight. Like, uh, it's just, I don't know. I just had a change of heart, you know, like what am I to say that this is only my place? Like, you know, we are welcome to share as long as we take care of where we are, we can share it all. And I think that that's the, that's the, that's the bottom line of, of sustainable travel and, and just, Making it so we can continue to have the fun and do the things and explore and learn and share as we go, you know.
1: I love it. So I I I heard someone say, I don't know if it was probably on your podcast. Um, kind of researching for this podcast, but uh, I heard someone say you may have a magical power. Now I'm not going to tell people that Jackie doesn't have a magical power. Maybe she does have a magical power. I'm just wondering. I mean. In all seriousness, what can you attribute to your success? I mean, when you look back in—you know—you're not to the end of your career by a long stretch, but like when you look back in the things you're proud of, what do you attribute all this to?
0: Courage. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, it was—I. It's courage because I feel like a lot of the things that I've done. I'm an entrepreneur. You can't be an entrepreneur without having a massive amount of. Courage because every day is scary. <laughs> Nothing is secure when you're an entrepreneur, you know? So deep down, I think I've always had that sort of wanting to be challengedness about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think that the biggest rewards that I've experienced in my life and in my business have come from the biggest risk that I've taken, which has required the most amount of courage and in in tandem with that is the whole thing that I have with learning and sharing. I have a lot of courage around being vulnerable, I guess, and sharing those personal experiences with other people. And you know what? When you let people in to your personal experience, there's real connection to be had there. And I think that is what really changed um my, my business, I suppose you could say, but my life and my business are so tied into one another that they feel the same to me. Um, but I really think that having the courage to take a leap and then share that. and then having the courage to invite people to come on a trip with me, share that, you know, and having the courage to continue to share about my story and just connect with people. Um, that's what's really built this community for me. I feel like that's where you mentioned success. Like I think that that's where it's come from is just having the courage to follow what I feel like I can do. Um, because that's different from the next person. And that if we're all doing that, meaning we each have our own gifts, you know? If we're all pursuing what our gifts can offer for other people, we're going to feel so fulfilled when we're helping someone else. And we're going to feel so good because it's something that's unique to us that we have harnessed to be able to make an impact. And I mean, it might sound cliche, but make the world better. You know, like that's what everybody really wants is to do. I mean, success really should be a unique feeling. It should be what fulfills you as a person and, and your gifts and how you're using them. And I think that um, my courage has really that's my superpower. That's been that's been what's what's helped me get to these places. It's just, whew, okay, we can do this. I can do this, you know, and just just do it, just try it. Nothing, it doesn't always work every time, but you know, we'll figure it out and <laughs> it takes you really really far and then you suddenly realize there's there's not a whole lot you're that you i guess are afraid to do because you've done hard things in the past and you know you can you can pull yourself together to do what you think is going to matter and make a difference to you and to the people around you and i feel like that's i'm speaking for myself here that's what i've been doing so
1: well, that's all, <laughs> that's all super inspiring. And I, you know, courage is a word that's very appropriate for any year, certainly. And certainly this one. Um, I, you know, just as a, as a friend and a member of the community, I appreciate you sharing the, the, your courage with the outdoor community and, and getting people outside and, and you know, really embracing that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, it's been really fun to work with you at Bobo's. And for those out Mm -hmm. there, just about the time that this lands, we have a short film on Jackie in in and around our Bozeman collection launch, which was really fun spending a day together uh, doing Mm -hmm. that. Um, But just most importantly, just thanks for continuing the journey. And and thanks for um, keeping that top of mind for people I know you have Retreats coming up later this year. Trips that are planned for next year. I think you have Croatia next year, and all this stuff's going to be in the show description and ways that people can get a hold of you and follow you. But I just mm-hmm. want to say thanks for sharing your story with us today.
0: Thank you so much. It really coming together like this is one of my favorite things. You know these these conversations, these spaces that we allow ourselves to really consider what's important. And I really pre- appreciate this conversation today. So thank you so much for having me
1: you got to look forward to seeing you in town. And next time we talked about this before we started recording that the next one we're going to do, uh, we'll do another podcast together. And we're going to do that one in person. So we'll wait yeah. and, and, and store up some stories. And I know we'll see each other around town as well. But uh, thanks again, Jackie, and have yourself a great day.
0: Sounds great. Thanks, Rich. All right, guys. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I obviously did. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me and allowing me to play that here for you and share a bit about myself um, a little deeper with you today on the show. Would love to hear what you thought about it. You can find me on Instagram at Traveling Jackie if you want to reach out and say hi to me. Um, thank you guys so much for being here and for listening. Remember to register for the free workshop that I'm hosting on December 16th. You can find more details and register for that at travelingjackie.com workshops. And don't miss it because there's going to be a big announcement in there that I'm really excited to share with you. So I will hopefully see you there. And otherwise, I will see you back here in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance.